So my mom didn't let me take Tylenol or really any painkillers when I was growing up and I had menstrual cramps. Um, and so will I let my daughter? Um, I guess you'll see. It's the year 2000 and I'm sitting in my grade eight French class. My flared mobby jeans are tight around my waist. It's, I'm bloated. And the crown of my head is radiating in a ring of fire that never ends. And my lower abdomen, it feels like there are little gremlins inside my uterus using pickaxes trying to pick at the walls of my uterus, kind of digging and mining for popcorn kernels. And as I say, est-ce que je peux aller aux toilettes, s'il vous plaît? Which is, may I go to the, may I go to the washroom? Madame Radosh nods. Mm -hmm. I get up, I walk to the washroom, I open the door, I sit on the toilet with my pants on, I lean over, I put my fingers on my temples and I start to rub. And then I look at my watch. There's 15 minutes left in class until school, until the end of school, end of the day. <sighs> I take a deep breath, I get up, I open the door, I walk back to class, I sit down in my chair, and I just look at the clock as every minute goes by. It's dread. And finally, the bell rings and it marks my struggle walk home um, so that I can finally lie down. So I get home, I take off my flared mauve jeans, I, you know, change into my sweats, I lie down on my bed, and then I get enough energy or enough of a um, kind of like a whoosh of energy to come up, get up, go to the go to the kitchen, heat up a magic bag, which is kind of like a um, water, like kind of like a heating bag, I guess a heating pad. Um, get some hot tea, and I kind of retreat back into my room. My mom finally comes home from work, and she sees me in my room, and she knocks on the door. She's like, "Hey, what's up?" And I was like, "I have my period," and she's like, "Yep." That's how it is, being a woman is like that, but it'll pass. So I watched, like growing up, I watched Tylenol get passed around, like almost like Tic Tacs. Um, you know, throughout high school, I'd watch friends and classmates of mine just effortlessly pass these painkillers around, like they were candy, you know, whether it's for cramps or a headache or just, you know, a late night of partying. You know, like a girl would be like, Hey, do you have an Advil? Her friend would be like, yeah, just let me check my purse. And then her friend would go into her purse and then like get the belt bottle and then ch you know, toss that bottle back to her friend across the, you know, across the desk. And then her friend would open it and put one in her mouth and then, you know, with a swig of her water bottle, take it down and pass the bottle back around, back to her friend. And so I was always fascinated by how they just effortlessly took the pills. Because um, I was either thinking like they must be incredible pain for them to need painkillers or Maybe they're weak and like just a little bit of pain. They need something to like curb the curb the edge off so before I kind of go into like the reasons why um, and How it affected me I'm trying to give you a little bit more context about my mom. My mom is incredibly dedicated to her health like she's you know, she really growing up discouraged me and my sisters to take any, <laughs> discouraged us from taking medication unless it was like prescribed by our doctor. 
and anything else that was unnatural and unnecessary, you know, it, it shouldn't be taken until like last resort. And that pain is like, she really believed that pain is part of life and riding it out was like a badge of honor for her. And, you know, of course, like many Asian moms, like they master the art of hiding their, their emotions. Like even if they're like in immense pain, their face is just like super calm and just like no expression. And like that word, that Chinese word, yan, like they just, they just took that word and, you know, embodied that character. And so because she really prioritized her health, um, she'll try everything and anything to prevent disease before resorting to Western medicine, like any sort of like pills um so she like eats out regular yeah uh, works out regularly eats very healthily you know like she works out like a beast hikes swims is it goes to the gym practices yoga will try any sort of de-stressing technique you know um and so like that's like one of the things i really absolutely admire about her is her prioritization for her health because you know as a mom myself like I every day try and strive to be like her because I always prioritize my own myself and my health before because I know that if I'm in a healthy state and you know my well-being is is prioritized then you know everyone else kind of benefits and I think and a lot of mothers struggle with that because they have this martyr kind of belief that you have to sacrifice yourself for your kids because that's the only way you you can be a good mom and so, you know, and in a way, I'm very grateful that my mom prioritized her health because it really showed to us that her her and her well-being is what matters. And she was a great role model um, and gives me the reassurance to take, you know, that half an hour for myself to go for a walk and to, you know, that it's okay to leave my kids for a little bit so that I can get a facial or I can get a, you know, massage or um you know take that time to practice self-care because she was a living breathing example of that um so there was a day when i asked here's the day when i asked for a tylenol okay so so like if my but if growing up if my household was only one by my mom i would probably have like no access to any sort of painkillers but unlike my mom my dad is like he didn't really believe pills were the devil he was like he would take medicine for everything like if he had heartburn you know, like nausea, uh, if he had gas or joint pain or like just anything, he'll just be like, okay, well, it's, I don't want to experience pain and there's a pill to help it, then I'm going to take it. Um, so he kept our medicine cabinet fully stocked. And one day I mentioned to him, mentioned to my mom, I was like, you know what? Like I have period cramps right now. I want to take a Tylenol. Like, and she responds to me, like, I don't think we have any. And then so I said to her, I'm like, no, dad has some in the medical, like in his medicine cabinet, like in your bathroom. And then he's, and she's like, he takes pills for everything. He can't stand pain. He's like, that's not new. He's got like a very low tolerance for pain. He's a man, right? Like, <laughs> like, like as though like men, you know, anyways, I'm not even going to go down that route of what expectations of men are and what, what expectations of females are. But, you know, so I didn't end up taking one because she convinced me like, that I'm not, I shouldn't be like him. Um, and so for a long time, I honestly thought painkillers were for the weak. And, and so I pride myself for not taking anything every time I had period cramps. And I had to find alternative ways of easing the pain, like, you know, like the hot water bag, the magic bag, um, and drinking hot tea, breathing exercises, you know, like just trying everything and everything to 
prevent the cramps or just ease the pain in natural ways. And it was like a belief system. I honestly believe that every time I experienced pain and it went through it, that I would become stronger. Like, you know, kind of like the immune system, like, you know, times, every time you get a little bit sick, you kind of, your immune system learns from it. And then if it happens again, there, you, you know, like it get, comes back a little stronger. Like for instance, um, years ago I got, I caught the Norwalk virus and it was just a horrendous, like took like so long to recover from, like everything was coming out all ends. And then I think this, and then a few years later after that, I caught it again and it wasn't like as bad. It took maybe a couple days to heal or to recover from. So it's kind of like that, right? I just thought that every time I experienced period cramps and it was very painful that the next time it would be a little bit better. Um, you know, then that like by the time I reached adulthood in my like twenties and like that my hormones would balance out and it would just wouldn't feel like anything, you know, because, you know, because you growing up, like that's how my mom was like when she had period cramps, she would just be like, it's not painful, like menopause. <laughs> um, and then it really was an episode of scrubs that changed my entire mindset. Um, it was university. I was like sitting in the living room, probably studying or taking notes for a midterm or something like that. And an episode of Scrubs came on and there was a scene where Dr. Cox, so if you don't know the show, Dr. Cox is this like, I don't know, like crazy mentor that's like really hard on people, but he's got a really good heart and he's like kind of rough around the edges. Anyway, so Dr. Cox was reviewing one of the charts that a resident had had done and he quickly scans it. Then he's like, grabs the resident, you know, by his collar and was like, and he yells at him. And I don't know exactly what the exact lines were, but he was like, you idiot, did you write a prescription for acetaminophen? Do you know what the right prescription is? And then he like lets go of the guide and like sees a ball coming by like of, of the, the tunnel. And then he grabs it and just opens it and throws it in the guy's face. And then the resident like is the poor guy is like <laughs> runs off scared shitless, right? Um, and so, but then after that scene, like I, I only like looked up for that scene. It made me think, cause I was like, I grab, and so I'm like, is it really that bad to take a pain color for something? Like, is it gonna like completely destroy my body as my mom had, you know, taught me? Um, I mean, they're making a joke about it on television. I mean, thought that you should trust everything that you see on television, right? Monkey see, monkey do. But anyway, so I grabbed a bottle of Tylenol, looked at the back, like the, the label and all the warnings, like all the tiny little tiny writing and then I you know there's like a little peel you peel it back and you also read all that and I read it about like probably 10 times and then I did a google search on my laptop and I was like like what are the real harmful effects and and I was like mm, it's, it's like it's not bad like it's not that bad it's not like it's not the doom and gloom that I expected um it's one of those like things where you don't but you don't know what you don't know and then once you actually know it's actually not as scary as it really is and so I was like, you know what? I haven't had my period now, but like next time I'm gonna take a Tylenol. And, and so the next time I got my period, I got a bottle and you know, and I, I opened it up and took one. And you know what? Within 10, 15 minutes, it wasn't like one of those extra strength ones or whatever, but um, cramps went away. And I was like, why am I not doing this? Ultimately, what it comes down to is that everyone has a different tolerance for pain and I mean, this is just like kind of like a segment to the idea of pain management. Um, you know, to this day, I've both Advil and Tylenol fully stocked in 
my medicine cabinet in my family. Um, you know, I have a bottle at my, my work at my desk. I have it in my travel makeup bag so that when I go traveling, if it happened at my period or whatever, even have a headache, I have access to it. Have some in my purse, you know, and it's, it's it, and if it happens, like if it, when I do experience a headache, I take one. I'm not judging myself. I don't judge others for doing it. Um, and I really don't think too much about it when I do. Ultimately, really, it comes down to learning and embracing the fact that everyone has a different tolerance to pain. You know, like a stubbed toe for me hurts like the dickens, but for someone else, it might just be like a little scratch. Like, oh, okay, whatever. For me, it hurts. Um, and then, you know, and then of course, pain looks like many different things, right? Like it, it, it can, doesn't have to be physical pain. It could be, you know, losing a loved one. It could be recovering from an illness. It could be being let go from a job, um, getting dumped. Um, you know, painful experiences affect people differently and how they manage is very dependent on what works for them um, and their level of resilience, right? Their emotional resilience to dealing with that. And so it kind of transcends not just the physical pain, but the emotional, mental um, aspect of it. And like the thing is with my mom, it's, I don't know what her real pain tolerance is. Maybe her pain tolerance is actually very high. And because it's very high, she has that same expectation for her kids. And I think that's something that I'm gonna try and really embrace and, and course correct that break that generational cycle so that when I when my daughter decides, you know, not decides, but decides, yes, to take a pill for something, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, I can't expect her pain tolerance levels to be the same as mine. Um, and also she may, her tolerance levels might be higher or lower than mine um, because we cannot expect others to cope in the same way that we do. My mom and I now, okay, so my mom really did her best. Like it's, it's this whole theme of my whole how to deal with Asian parents book is that really most, I would say 99, I don't know what percentage, I'm not gonna go st statistical on you, but most parents want the best for their kids. You know, we have their best intentions and she did her best with her three daughters with what she has and with her experience. Um, she had good intentions and she instilled me, with me like many important things that you know, that, that I value and I want to pass down to my kids. But we will always be in disagreement, in dis disagreement about pain management. You know, like she has her values and beliefs and priorities and what she grew up with and her kind of mindset and belief system around what pain is and what dealing with it looks like and how to manage and, you know, her expectations of that. And then I have mine. And I think we've come to terms with it. and. You know, it's like that with all relationships. You can never agree on everything, but you can try and understand one another. Even to this day, like it depends on my day. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, if she'll say something like, "Oh, you took a pill for that," like, "Oh, you have a headache," like, "Why don't you try something else?" Like, "Here's this tea you can try," or this, you know, "Have you been exercising properly? Have you been eating, you know, your healthy enough vegetables and fruits?" And it's like, you know, those little things are just like, "Oh my God, you're so annoying," but. <laughs> But like, I understand her context and I empathize with her. Um, but it did, it's still, it, I mean, it still bugs me, right? Um, so, and another thing with pain. So for my first child, I actually had an emergency C-section. So um, I was in 36 hours of labor and they had to could do an emergency C-section on me. And so after the, you know, after the fact and all that, my mom says, 
you couldn't have held, you know, kind of like indirectly asking, like you couldn't have held out a little longer or whatever. And I'm just like, like mom, not the right thing to say, not cool, especially when it's like a first time mom. And you know, like obviously I had my hopes up that I would be able to give a vaginal birth, but like, you know, it's like you're already kind of, you're, I was already disappointed in myself and kind of recover and recoup and, and do my own journey of accepting and, and being like understanding of myself and my own body. And then for your mom to say that, it's just like, just like, it's just like she's digging the knife further into the wounds. Anyway, so I was like, I had to like tell her like, that's not cool to say like, you know, if you have anyone else that you're, you're around who are, have, who are women or new moms or moms, and you say that to them, that's like not cool. So don't say that mom, because you're gonna offend a lot of people and, <laughs> and hurt their feelings like you just did to me. Um, do I resent her like for all those years when I had, you know, I first got my period too, when I actually watched that episode of Scrubs, do I resent her for not letting me take a pill? Like, like to be honest, I did, you know, like for a while, because it's like, I was in pain, unnecessary pain for a long time. But you know, of course, over time, I don't anymore, um, especially now that I have a daughter and, you know, like it's being able to, to take our painful experiences, heal from our emotional wounds, you know, and be able to change something about that. So I've moved forward and I feel empowered to have that opportunity with my daughter when, when she does, you know, you know, 10 years down the road, uh, gets her period. And also for anyone who's watching this right now, and maybe you grew up in a very similar situation, um, and you haven't t have never taken a painkiller for cramps. Like I, I mean, I'm not a medical clinician, but like it's. I mean, for me, it's helped a lot to be able to just to take the edge off the pain um, when you're when you're really busy, especially when you're at work, or especially when you've got so many things going on and you've got a splitting headache. Like for me, it just it kills right at the top and if i can't like why would why suffer like why suffer when there's an like a solution for it even if it's temporary um anyway so i feel empowered to change history for my kids and for anyone watching this so i have a daughter right so last month i went upstairs to the bathroom to change my pad and she followed me upstairs like she's almost four so you know how they, through the stage you just follow the mom doing everything they want to just copy you right um, and so she saw a glimpse of my soiled napkin and she points to it. And she's like, what's that? What are you doing? And so, you know, like, instead of like covering it up and closing the door and shutting the conversation, I explained to her, I said, you know what, this is, I'm changing my pad, like how I change your little brother's diaper. Um, and then when it's dirty, you have to change it. Um, and I tell her that women, you know, like grown women, uh, experience a period every month. It's called and in Chinese, I saw because we speak Cantonese to her, so I had to like look up these words. Um, and we bleed out of her vaginas. And I said the word, like, you know, and it, this is what happens for us to have babies. Um, so she's curious and she asks more questions. And you know, I explained to her, like, the emotional aspect of it, right? I explained to her that when this happened, mommy gets a little less patient. <laughs> and, and sometimes in, she's in a bit of pain, so she has to take, she has to rest and she has to take some medicine to feel better sometimes. Like, you know, for her, when she's gotten the flu or something like that, 
you know, she, we sometimes give her a little bit of that liquid um, Advil to eat, to help with the fever. Kind of connecting on their levels so they understand what you're going through. And so, and then of course, I'm going to make sure that the conversation remains open. And every t- month I get in my period, I'm going to tell her about it. I'm going to have it keep and keep it keep it an open and honest conversation. Um, so that by the time she comes, she you know she gets her period and she starts menstruating, it's not going to be like this closed, oh my god, private secret. I don't want to tell anybody kind of thing. But rather, hey mom, like I'm experiencing my period. It's like my first period. And, you know, maybe she's going to get some cramping, maybe, and maybe she'll go experience some other PMS symptoms that can help, can be eased with a little bit of Tylenol. And will I let her take a Tylenol? Absolutely. Um, anyway, so I'd love to know what has been your experience, you know, like with this Asian culture. I don't know if you've experienced it. Um, you know, Asian moms being very like, don't take pills or, you know, pain is, is good. You know, you know, anything to ease your pain is for the weak. Um, let me know and uh, just, just share your story with me. I'm very curious. Hey guys, it's Catherine here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you loved this or you resonated with this and found value in my content, please hit the subscribe button. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart.